0: This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Show Up, Make Noise. My name is Zach. I'm Sam. And I'm still Rick. And uh, we are joined today by two very, very special guests. Um, from St. Louis City, we have Matt Seebeck and Peter Wood. All right. Yes. Happy to be yeah, here. I did get your last name right. If you haven't <laughs> paid attention to the podcast, I'm awful at last names. So a lot of times it just make up a last name uh, when we get there. In fact, I think I called you Peter North uh, at some point on the uh, old. Peter
0: North p- is not
1: there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but what I was saying is that Peter Wood doesn't sound that much better. So no, um, either way. Uh, it's a boring name. show. <laughs>
0: Happy to be here, boys. Yeah, thank you for having us.
1: Yeah, welcome. We welcome. are very excited that you decided to come in and talk to us. I did have to beat Seabek over the head to get him in here, but uh, it's all good. <laughs> it's all in love. Uh, we we are just excited to have them here and we are excited to talk about the St. Louis City app because that just came out. So congratulations on rolling that out. That was exciting.
2: Yeah, it was a big milestone for us. We've been working on it for the past, you know, six to eight months and we were excited. The, uh, you know, the fans in the region really embraced it well. It was out last Thursday. Stats are good. People are loving it. So uh, we're excited to kind of delve into the process here
1: with you guys. Cool, man. Well, so give me just kind of the broad strokes overview of what you were hoping to get out of that app. Like when you started conceptualizing it, what were you thinking that app was going to be?
2: I think, you know, for us, the the timing of it is incredibly intentional. Sports apps are not unique. Every club and organization has one. For us, it was we wanted to release something 18 months in advance, which we did um, to start building those relationships. We think that there's exciting things going on with the club every day. You know, obviously with the Academy with uh, our stadium, that's right across the street from Schlafly where we're recording here tonight, there's things going on every day. And so we thought an app is really the best way to, to, to deliver that content to our fans but honestly, we we have some pretty bold ambitions of the purpose of that app on game day, and our ability to release that out and start conditioning fan behavior now we feel is a really important aspect of that. So for us, while you know launch was good, um, Pete'll obviously talk about the content that's in there. For us, it's, it's it's the first step in a very long journey for where we want to go.
1: Awesome, man. That is that's very very exciting, and I'm I can definitely see where you're building to that. Um, Pete, give us a little bit of an intro about you because I assume most of us who are listening to our podcast or even that listen to This Is Silly probably haven't dug into you a whole heck of a lot because they haven't, they haven't seen you, you a bit. So give us the the shorter bridge version of, of who you are and where you came from.
0: Uh, my name is Pete Wood. I've recently moved from New York City to St. Louis. I have a background in advertising Um, I've had a relationship with St. Louis for 10, 11 years now. Um, When I worked in England, my first big advertising account was Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And then I came over to America and I was introduced to the country through Enterprise. I I was lucky enough to have the the content account there and we created these amazing travel documentaries. Um, I kind of picked where we wanted to go in America and then we go (laughs) and shoot a travel documentary um so i i you know understand the values of, of the city and i kept relationships with uh with people at the at the club and then they came to me one day and said hey we're uh, we're building a football club do you want to come and uh, do you want to come and come and work for it so i quit my job in advertising um in june then i started on the 12th of july hit the ground running because we had a beautiful app that was being built and we had to fill it in uh 4 weeks and then it launched last week and you know we're we're really proud of where it landed and um you know this is my you know third interaction um hanging out with um with fans of the club I read all the tweets of listened to the podcast so it's uh it's great to be invited on and you know also like the fan council it was uh very influential in the output of the content that we had and I hope that anybody that was there, the, you know, fed ideas into it, saw their input in the work that we created off the back of it. And, uh, you know, that for, the first fan council meeting where the fans were saying, oh, we want (laughs) athletic-like content. And I'm like, use it to my ears. Everything that I want to make, the the, the fans wanted. So, you know, and and to to Matt's point, it's the start of the journey when it comes to the app build, but it's also the start of the journey when it comes to content. We're going to try a lot of lot of things over the next few months we're going to go on listening tours and find out what you like what you don't like what you want more of i've been um watching some of the interesting questions popping up on your twitter feed today um you know this is a continuous improvement cycle like every month it's going to get better it's going to get sharper and uh yeah we're excited to to start the journey with you all so um i like
3: I like hearing that it's gonna get sharper and cleaner there are, There are apps that I've had since the what Samsung Galaxy Five has been out that haven't had any changes uh, <laughs> so just just being ready to to update that's very cool um before we dive too far into the app so uh huge soccer fan right so uh, I guess a question out of the gate. So when you were doing the touring for enterprise, you know, were you taking advantage of that travel to, to kind of see the American side of soccer at all? Did you take advantage of that? No, we, got, we have really, really
0: uh, tight shoot days. I didn't get to go to a, a lot of uh, sport, but, um, I did, uh, w- we shot a lot of stuff on the West coast. And so, you know, you could feel the, the, the passion for mm. soccer over there. I, uh, I have a hobby where I write about Arsenal. And the great thing about um, being part of a fan community is it doesn't matter where you are in the world, I can always find people to go and watch soccer games with. And, um, you know, one of the things I love about uh, America and your relationship with soccer is, like, when I started coming here, it's it kind of like a bit of an underground subculture, mm-hmm. like, especially Premier League football. Um, you know, I, I'd have to go to a bar at 7 am in New York <laughs> and then I turn up and it would be absolutely packed and people would be drinking at seven o'clock until 11 it would ruin your weekend but um it's the same passion everywhere you go um yes yeah. America and then when I land here it's uh, it's the same thing like you guys are nuts for for soccer and it's um you know great that you've got a club to look forward to
2: but I think that, that aspect of, of Pete is is almost like the bonus for us is is his knowledge of the global game um, is that extra little bit is, you know, we, we we met each other through the enterprise work and had been talking for the the last couple of years about him potentially joining the soccer club. And it was solely really through the lens of, you know, his advertising work and his ability to produce amazing content for big brands like Oreo and all the other ones he's worked on. And so it was, that's what we wanted to do at the club. but But then that bonus of he understands soccer culture, how supporter groups come together. And so it was really just kind of a bit of a, a, you know, a lightning in a bottle moment that we were able to kind of get him, you know, from New York to, to St. Louis. So and then to work on something totally new is just, uh, I think, exciting for the both of us.
1: Well, and that was kind of my question for you as a uh, an Arsenal fan or just as a, as a football fan in general, to be able to come in from somewhere that has such an interesting soccer culture and then to get to build kind of that own you know your own club like you are and in the same way all of us are excited about the idea that we get to build from the ground up something completely new um is that was that a draw for you Was that something that really excited you
0: yeah a- absolutely i mean i i uh i love like advertising my dad was a creative director growing up i always wanted to make adverts and then um I got into it very late. I used to work in a, in a cobble box factory for five years. And then I started writing about Arsenal. And then I, the social media thing came out and I was good at it because I was writing about yeah. Arsenal. And then I got into advertising. So that was the the dream. To be a New York ad man was the dream. <laughs> and then this job came up and they're like, oh, but you could, you could do that at a soccer club. And there is no baggage at this soccer club. You can literally... Help build something from the ground up, and um, the opportunity to to come to a city that loves soccer like this, and then you know everything about the project blows me away. I mean the the care, the detail, um, you know the people that are running it. Like every single decision is um, is thought through, and it's all about the fans, and all of those things combined, and knowing that this project was going to be in, invested in. And that it was going to be the best that it could possibly be. Like, you know, one of my friends in advertising, when I was thinking about it, he said, "Pete, you're doing it. Like, you are, you are, you are going to do it. This is part of the story. You got to go." So I was like, called them the next day. I'm like, "I'm, I'm going." <laughs> Packed up my stuff, put it on a truck, and uh, I, I don't, I don't regret, a, regret a second of it. You know, like, I, I talk about soccer all day with amazing people. I bump into Lutz making coffee (laughs) yesterday they're like we're we're talking about um cognition in football and i'm i I wandered into the meeting and they're like oh do you want to come sit in on this meeting i'm like oh my word i'm sitting with all the coaches (laughs) watching this genius talk about you know the future of football and how you you train the mind of young players so it's um it's it's a bit of a it's, it's, it's crazy like and even sitting here talking to you right now i'm 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 at work kind of talking to you about soccer and it's it's just all day every day so it's like you know something that you put your heart and soul into since you know i've loved soccer since i was 5 or 6 and now i'm i'm helping create something amazing for for fans that that already love the club it's not even there so it's uh, you know it's it's, it's fun. I get a little bit emotional talking <laughs> about it. It's like, I'm just like, how could you so cool? How could you not? I mean it's, yeah, it's so it amazing. is super cool.
1: Yeah, man. I'm 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 excited for you. That's that is a as as a guy who is really terrible at advertising, I'm excited for you. Um, <laughs> but no, let's so let's actually talk app. Let's talk a little bit about so you mentioned right at the beginning about how a lot of the things that we talked about at fan experience councils, um, have is really come into the app. And the, the thing that pops up um, from my mind is the badges thing. Um, the badges was definitely so cool yeah. out of, you know, directly out of uh, the suggestions that came up at that fan council. Um, a lot of that coverage that we were talking about, the, the really, really great um, Zach. What's his name? Uh, Zach, Zach, Lowry, Zach Lowry. Yeah,
3: exactly. Put Absolutely the, amazing day one content.
1: Exactly. Putting together those soccer one-on-one things, uh, you know, even as a person who understands the game,
0: we got more coming from him, yeah. Yeah, Zach I, is I hope one of so. the best young writers in America. Like, it, mm-hmm. I, I would be shocked if he isn't writing for the Athletic within the next few years. Because, um, and he's hungry. He loved writing about it, and once he got under the skin of uh, this city, he was uh, knocking on my door saying, "Can I write some more?" So
1: I love that. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's exciting. So, talk to me a little bit about those things that got you excited in the fan councils that you got excited to really put into the app? Cause I think a lot of us have gone through it and seen a lot of those things and we'll kind of dig deeper into it. But what were those things that got you excited in those fan experience councils that maybe you hadn't thought about or, you know, just, just got you going uh, creatively?
2: I think, you know, what, what we, what we had built prior to, you know, even Pete's arrival was very foundational. You know, you've got to have kind of the base level things in an app. You got to have, you know, registration and a user profile and a home feed and all those things were, were there. But the plan from, from day one was to really serve up this content in, in a, in a compelling way. Hence why, why Pete is here. But I think, you know, the last couple of fan councils for us were so instrumental in just figuring out what the fans actually wanted to see. Um, you know, we heard opinions on, we want long form deep profiles on the coaches cause we don't really know. We know they're from St. Louis and beyond, but we want, we don't know anything about them really dig into their personal journeys. Um, we heard we wanted, you know, firsthand, like, you know, touchline, uh, views of the Academy game. So really bring people into the inner circle. Um, we heard, you know, we want stadium cams. So it, it ranged from really the complex to really the simple. And and um, so, I mean, I, I think you saw like Pete and I were just writing like crazy because it, they were really sessions where there were no bad ideas. It was really how do we prioritize getting all of that into the app? And so it was um, a pretty feverish journey, really the last six weeks before the launch and making sure that the content really mapped to what, the opinions really came out over those over those couple nights. So beyond the content, I mean, the badge concept was one of those things that um, you know came out of that discussion that it would be cool to really recognize people for achievements. And um, you know, we've had a few. Um, you know, given that last year was uh, a bit of a pan- pandemic-struck in year, and we were separated, we couldn't do things like watch parties. But we did have things like the Ticket Deposit Campaign. We, of course, had the first Academy game a few weeks ago. Um, and, and so, you know, building that base level into the app, we thought was important. And that will obviously expand from here on out. So um, the badge concept, I, I think we thought was cool, but we didn't think would take off in the way that it did on launch day of people oh, kind man. of celebrating yeah. and sharing
3: the, um, you know, the, the digital achievements that they've had. Well, and, and seeing people, you know. I mean the share obviously is killer, but seeing the number of people who see these other badges, I'm like, Oh man, if yeah. I, if I had known I would have scanned that QR code, like I had not know what it was there for. Bingo. Yeah. Uh, was killer. And so I guess the timing before that fan council, uh, that was shortly after you had actually arrived then. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You? Yeah. That was like the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I, you were just kind of casually, eavesdropping on the different groups, just kind of trying to get your bearings. And then you had heard Gabby, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna guess. Yeah. yeah. Had thrown out the the idea of like the the badges or the achievement thing. And I've never seen someone sit down and whip out a notebook as fast as I did from you that day. <laughs> and your fate just lit up and you just sat down, and you pointed your pen right at your Sharpie and was like, tell me more. And then just just a handful of weeks later, that that's a concept that yeah. that's built in the app.
0: Yeah, I, there were so many good ideas. I took about four or five pages of notes and then we divided them up into to categories. I mean, there there are some things that we spoke about at that fan council meeting that we couldn't implement for day one. Thing, things that I heard um, that really helped. The basics, you know, every table was like, let's, let's bring the non-hardcore fans into the mixer. And you know that helped us. Yeah. Like you know when when um when I'm writing briefs to to the the journalists, it's like I've got two target audiences. I've got the hardcore, which you would be classified as, and um you know we've got the sort of the, the casuals that we want to bring into the funnel. And I would not have put the basics in if I hadn't have heard it from everybody. And guess what? The basics performed really really well. <laughs> so that was um, interesting. I think. Um, the second fan council meeting, uh, uh, language was, was a big thing. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's difficult, um, to, you know, in a, in a short space of time to integrate those things, but we heard it loud and clear and, um, putting Spanish and Bosnian in for the first day seemed to go down well. And, mm-hmm. you know, my girlfriend is Hispanic and she saw it and she was like, oh, I, I, I love this. So, um. That was a that was another win from a fan council, and then future-facing stuff. The thing that I really, really loved and why I got the notebook out so quickly, you know, like the the fans were talking about um, crypto and NFTs and all of these like technology-forward ideas. That you know, in the in the UK, fans don't really embrace that in the same way. But the fan council meeting, I'm like. Wow, like we could do some trailblazing stuff because um there's an appetite for it. And um it wasn't it wasn't like just just the the young people there were like, we want to push forward this. This is like throughout the age ranges in the group. So a hunger for us to to innovate um and push things forward, like I really think helps us shape the content, but also, you know, Matt's the, the the technology. Um, wizard in the room and he's like oh we could do this we could do this so like it it helps um it helps us craft the path forward and um it's exciting to know that you know not only are you hardcore about your soccer you're hardcore about the technology and the ways of communicating um in you know 2021 and beyond so we're excited about where the next phase goes as well
1: that's yeah i mean i i there were things that came out of the fan councils that i didn't expect you know then yeah. and things that would have never because of the grouchy a-hole that i can be to other people like i wouldn't have ever thought about how to connect two people and, and and do some of the things that the fan council really kind of brought out and that's one of those things i think is super interesting with the group that you were able to get together because you got such a interesting range of people um in in those fan councils and that's um I think that's exciting, but one of the other things you talked about earlier was how you always, you're paying attention to the conversations that happen online, and that's something that I keep pushing out to people, is that if you want something from the club, all you got to do is put it out on Twitter somewhere because I, I believe as much of anybody else that you guys are checking social media constantly and you're looking at those things and seeing where the trends are that, that move things. So if you are passionate about something that you don't see in the app or that you want to see future, continue to put that out in the world because that's the type of thing that I know you guys are looking for and listening to. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, just on that, I think, you know, even at a macro global level. You know, we, even the past year, you know, we've seen things like Super League and clubs really kind of get in trouble or called to task by their supporter groups. And I think it, it's really under the ethos that the club having an attitude that they know better than their supporters. And, you know, for a club like the, us that's still in its formative stages, um, we are better off by creating platforms like the Fan Experience Council or like our, you know, entire organization being involved in a conversation on Twitter and hearing that input because we can hire experts like Pete to come in and do the research and set things up a certain way. But filling in that last, you know, that last five to 10%, um, we're always going to be so much better. Either fans are going to, you know, call us on, on things that we didn't quite think about all the way, or they're going to incrementally improve an idea that we've brought to the table. And I think we have found that to be absolutely true the last, the last year. So um, I, I think we're, we're better off because of it.
3: Yeah. Yeah man, this show would be so much easier uh, if it went the other way. And we just sat here for an hour and just just railed the club and made fun of <laughs> you guys for just being another uh, cookie cutter uh, soccer club that didn't give a shit what the fans wanted, uh, which I mean, we've we've spent whole episodes talking about the, the yeah. supporter impact on that, uh, but seeing it the other way, you know, having to sit down and OK, what's the really cool thing that city did in the last couple of weeks that we really want to talk about? Or what's the really cool thing that got thrown out or that's in the news? Uh, helps, you know, and and seeing, you know, a hundred ideas get written down and, you know, 80% of them are on the day one launch of the app, for example, you know, is just another example of how community driven and supporter driven and fan driven. And I don't say supporter, like the supporters groups, you know, there, there are the, you know, Peter, like you said, there's the hardcore guys, like you guys could blow chunks in the first game. I would still buy my season tickets and be at every single game. That's just who I am. Uh, But to have that stuff there for uh, you know the not hardcore soccer fan, or, or the the family that just wants something to do, and this would be a fun event that they can go out and have something to do. Uh, seeing content on day one, seeing the approach, seeing the attitude for both of those groups, I think is absolutely the most
0: important thing. And I mean, so far, I think it's been a huge
3: success for you guys.
0: Yeah, that's great. We're just getting started, right? Yeah, yeah, and I really appreciate the kind words. And fans have great ideas. You know, I've I've been on the <laughs> other side. And um, I know exactly what it feels like when you see your club, you know, taking missteps. So if I've if I've sat there on the other side for most of my life, like damn right, I'm going to listen to what fans have to say. <laughs> I have to get the, the that same council group to help us with batch two of content as well, because um, that was uh, that was a fruitful uh, even. yeah.
1: So let's kind of get back into a little bit more of the the meat and potatoes of what we're doing. Let's talk about there's kind of two ways I want to go with it. So there are people who are like Sam and I and Matt Baker who open the app every day and we're in it and we're checking out to see if there's a new thing and there's that we also have people on the other side of the table like rick who up until six months ago had a flip phone and could care less about your app and i mean you Nine months. rick rick i mean you no offense he's a silent assassin
2: over there it's just just loathing the app the whole time well
1: i don't want to speak for rick but rick hey, i'm not going to knock it till i try it <laughs> Well, I don't think I don't think loathing
3: is the right word.
2: Uh,
1: How can I loathe something I haven't downloaded in yet? <laughs> Yeah, I was and that's kind of what I think. And we had another um Jeff who's uh another one of the the Luligan sent me a thing and it was one of the questions. He said, you know, I'm I'm 51. This app means fuck all to me. Uh uh you know, it's for the younger crowd and that's awesome. I've opened it once. Um, so to those people. Was that Nick Kelly's burner account? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's way too worried about signing players, Matt. Um, uh, he wouldn't hide behind a burner. He'd just throw it out there.
3: Well, I mean, there's there's really three groups, you know. I mean, so like any anything you guys did, I would have been all in, because it's the app. And this this whole time, we've all kind of taken three stances. I'm all in no matter what happens. Zach's in with skepticism that you're inevitably going to do something that is going to screw us as fans and he'll be ready for it. Yeah. Uh, and then Rick and by, by extension, Jeff has taken the position of why the hell does this matter? Like yeah. what is the importance of this? You know? So two thirds of us are all in, but for, for the Ricks, for the people who are, you know, I'll get it if I need it, but like all this additional content that we're going crazy about, you know, where's the appeal for like the truly, casual fan Mm -hmm. to, to get involved in it.
2: Like why, uh, why am I keeping the app into the off season or not shutting it down immediately after my ticket barcode gets scanned? I think because you will miss out without the app. I I truly believe that, that there is so much to talk about even before we sign our first player or coach, um, whether it is the art and architecture of the stadium Um, whether or not it's our, our, our work in the community. Um, I just think there's so much going on for even the casual fans that create magnets to the club that over time to be educated about the game so that they're there for when we do sign players and coaches and have first team games, that that's the importance. So um, I know that that comes with some skepticism, especially this er early in the journey the content's got to be good. It's got to be – there's got to be quantity. And it's got to be relevant. So, um, I, you know, it's a challenge, but I think we're up for that task.
1: Now, are there things you're going to need the app to do before game day? Like – we've talked a little bit and I think it's kind of out there that SeatGeek is our seat partner. Um, so you're going to get your seats. You can open them through the app. You can do that kind of thing. I assume maybe we're, we're connecting those things. I don't know. I don't know exactly how that's going to work. Pete gave Matt a look like, what the hell are we doing?
2: Uh, no, I, I was just yeah. giving a, a nod to Sam. Make sure we uh, publicly announce SeatGeek. It's yeah, on. Yeah, it was on. I think it was on. I think it was on a
1: release somewhere. I w- if it wasn't, I wouldn't have known it. <laughs> so. I definitely linked my account so it went yeah, out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, no, we're, yeah, we're good. We're yeah. good. So, um, so anyway, you, you've got all that, and that's going to be an integral part of game day. But yeah. is there a reason for somebody to have it if they don't care about the academy kids? If they don't, they think they already know soccer and they really only care about Liverpool or Manchester United. You know, they watch on Tuesday and Saturday. Other than that, they don't care. Is there something that's going to draw those people in? Right now, that you have planned, or that you think is is really the the key for those folks.
2: Yeah, we do. Yeah, I, I think I think there are non soccer things planned in our content calendar. Really, not not even this time next year. It is really the next three months um, of of ways that we think we can actually use the app to approach non soccer fans. Uh, absolutely, I th- and I think that's our job. I think you know, the success of the ticket deposit campaign shows really good numbers in terms of it's going to be an amazing game day experience in 23. For us, actually, the focus then would be how do we actually bring more people into that funnel that don't know anything about the game? Um, so the app, I think, is is a proper extension of that strategy is that it's got to be a magnet for people that actually don't care
0: about the game yet. I do yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, we do have quite a lot of things Plan that are exciting, that require the app, that don't necessarily. I mean, it's it's quite it's been quite soccer heavy um, over the, the yeah. last week, but there are things that are coming down the line, more community driven. Um, we've got some really cool lifestyle stuff um, coming Good. up. We've got food coming up. See, now we're talking. Food, yeah. Now we're now. I'm- <laughs> the 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 food stuff is going to be fantastic. We're all very very excited about that. Um, is my mic going a bit funny? Um, and what else have we got? I mean, yeah, there should be some non-soccer stuff coming up. The I think we've over-indexed a little bit on uh, soccer over the last week, but that's just because we're you know getting our things in order. But Yeah. The run up to holiday is going to be good.
2: And I'll, I'll, I'll even, I'll call back, you know, the ownership's mission from day one is, is, is a, is a journey that's bigger than soccer, right? Um, That's not to say we don't want to be excellent on the pitch because we can and we will be, but it is to create an influence, to use soccer, uh, the international game, to speak something different about St. Louis as a region. And so I think if you care about that, um, In a physical sense, it's the stadium and the architecture, as I mentioned, but it is this surrounding district that we haven't really talked about quite yet. And so the next six months will certainly be a journey um, in that um, about the, you know, the certainly the game day experience and what that means for the district, but what that means for non game days as well. And that really is for all of St. Louis.
3: That's a, I think that's another one that we're definitely going to look forward to. Uh, We spent some time uh, two or three episodes ago talking about the, it started as the supporters responsibility to the area, uh, but really it landed on not so much a responsibility, but you know, how involved is a, is a supporter, is a soccer fan, not just at the stadium, but when you're talking about all of downtown West, you know, how much can the area rely on the game day? Uh, experience and the, you know, the, the 20,000 people down here and the bars and the restaurants, like what does that transformation actually look like? And, and obviously it's going to be for the better, but over the course of that transition, you know, how much is it just people being down here? How much is it the club specifically being involved, you know, in that restoration? And then, you know, how much of it is just organically now that you have this beautiful, massive, Stadium, what, 200 feet from us out this window uh, that just having that here just organically brings all that in.
2: I mean, I think it's all those things. And it's it's exciting um, to think of the non game day, because even, uh, you know, beyond retail and commercial opportunities, you've got three training fields directly south of the stadium that based on youth programming alone will be activity every single day of the year. Um, and I think the question we probably get mo- asked the most about those fields is from, you know, guys our age that want to have their adult leagues down there or, you know, opportunities to come play pickup soccer there. Um, and there's just going to be, you know, based on Lutz's schedule, teams on that field nonstop. So I think the activity, the density um, is going to be immense. Uh, I think the scale of the district creates really a, a call to action from other business leaders in the region to to, to hop aboard and join the movement. And I think we're seeing that um, from, you know, loft buildings being restored um, businesses around here like Schlafly and Maggie O'Brien's making investments in this area. So um, I I think people are planned for something uh, pretty big on in 2023. And, you know, that's 17 home games a year, plus a couple of events, but there's a lot of non game days that will have density that doesn't have it right now.
1: Well, and something you talked about community and we were, we were kind of talking that's, Realistically, to me, community is that big thing. It's the the thing that I hit on so often is is what are we doing in the community, and that is exciting to me for Saturday uh, because Saturday we have the designation of the futsal uh, or the grand opening of that futsal court um, in Marquette Park. Um, and is that something that you're going to tie into the app? You know, is that something like our events like that? Things that are going to are you going to let people know that those are coming up in the app? Is that something that we're pushing through the app? And how does that, you know, those type of community type of activities, how does that play into what your, your whole strategy there?
2: Pete, uh, you can touch on the app stuff and and the behind the scenes, but I, I think, you know, there are certain things like, like the community events that we do want to make sure that those are, the news is available and accessible by all. Um, So, you know, the app I think is, is the opportunity to really, for those that want to get deeper. And I know Rick's not on board yet, but we're going to get him by the end of this show. He's going to be, he's going to be in. I can, I can see, I can see the glimmer in his eye. (laughs) Rick's a tough sell. He's he's halfway there.
1: (laughs) Unless you know a good necromancer. I don't know that Rick's on board.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, the, the community stuff and um, you know, this weekend, you know, we'll have more news about about that and the broader program um, coming soon. But I think, you know, the app is a vital opportunity to provide
0: really a behind the scenes and, and really a deep look at what we're doing. Yeah, we, we will be at that event and we spent some time with Kalia. Kalia was somebody the, the fans wanted to hear more of. Yeah. She's absolutely awesome. She spent some time with uh, with my creatives this afternoon. So we're, um, we should have something next week um, about, you know, what what are we doing in the community, and then we'll show off the the new park and uh, give you a little bit of a, a bit of insight into where we're heading. But community is definitely something that over the next couple of months um, that we want to look at. I know that something that, that that you've been talking about is how do we give more coverage to the awesome local leagues um, yeah. that are all around the city. I I when I got my passed my Missouri driving test and. Uh, the the guy after he's he where do you work? I said, oh, I work at the club, and he's like, oh, my my boy, he's come over from Juventus, and he plays in this league. You should come and see it. So we've got that on the list. And then Matt sent me a video of one of the local leagues, and it was like a carnival going off. There are bongo drums. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah, awesome. yeah, 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 absolutely. And those are stories that we need to be telling, and um, you know, bringing more people into into their funnel and just showing off, like. How crazy this city is about soccer! So, um, community is on the agenda. We should have something um, next week, and uh, you'll get to see more of Kalia, which was uh, another directive um, from a few weeks ago. So that'll be cool. I think for all
2: these things, we are you know we're super keen on you know it's not just a press release of of news and you know city's going to be here this weekend. The, the magical moments for us, I think, moving forward are ones where, the, you know, there's a press release and there's news and there's kind of a big, big, big burst of energy around the club. And then there's, you know, content in the app. There is content on social. There is a retail and apparel aspect of it. And so really bringing those touch points together for if you're a super fan and you want to hit all those channels, like great. But if you are exposed to only one of them, like that's OK as well. But each one of those channels has a little bit of a different tone and experience around it. Um, but all of them together really magnify the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, two questions. One, mostly for Matt Baker: Is there going to be a badge this weekend if you show up? <laughs> I just want to scoop Matt. I, I, you give scoops. This, this is silly. I just want to scoop. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I. I uh, no comment on that one right now. All right, so we'll take that as a yes. All right, and then <laughs> number two. Um, Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, I, would, I just wanted to plug Emoja. Um, Emoja's final game is Sunday, uh, 12 noon at uh, is it DeSoto Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so for well. Luligans, I'm going to try and get this up tonight or tomorrow. Um, if you have a chance, please go out and uh, support them. It is their last game of the season. We went out to uh, at least one game and it was a bunch of fun. Okay. So um, there's, One there's
3: it's just as simple as you know visibility like it boiled down to the only thing missing from that entire league and that entire experience which was absolutely amazing uh was just somebody to come to us and say hey we play every sunday at this park here's our kickoff why the hell haven't you guys come and we all looked around and said i you guys play on sundays oh my god uh you know and it just took that so if even if that's like the base level that the app can bring to those community groups and those community leagues, uh, you know, would be more than enough to get somebody's attention because there's so much out there that, like, you know, I, I, hell, we've been in Saint Louis soccer for five, six years now, and there should we didn't even know some of this stuff. So, right
1: yeah, absolutely. I think, and I, I just going out and watching a lot of the the lower league stuff, whether it's uh, Bordeaux or it's, um, you know. Uh, it was it Bordeaux that just got through on the U.S. Open Cup because it was Maritza of I was oh, Maritza. looking forward I'm to the Maritza sorry. game Yeah, Maritza uh, but the Illinois side had to uh, forfeit yes so uh, which sucks but yeah it does I'm excited that we've made it further in the U.S. Open Cup not yeah. having a team in the U.S. Open Cup has always made me sad mm-hmm. um, so yeah that is that is good so let's try and hit some of these questions a bit um, so that way we're not here all night because I'm sure I could just keep coming up with crap to ask them um, but that wasn't entirely the the point so um i'm going to start with my the one question i had thought of on my own that wasn't um just crap based, which was so you've got the stadium tab that you can look at live um, video cams and you can do the full AR VR experience. You can do all of that. How does that evolve moving forward when we get past the construction stage? What is that tab? Does that tab change come game day when there's actually something to see?
2: Yeah, I think I think that tab becomes all about discovery. Um, It is, you know, what's going on down at the district. Um, you know, what food trucks are available? Um, how do I really plan my entire day uh, in, in and out of the district? So um, I, I think, you know, it's apropos to the, the time in, in which we exist right now, which is, um, you know, take a virtual tour of what we have right now. Um, but eventually it comes, becomes all about discovery
1: yeah i think i i'm just excited that that tab is fun to play with uh putting the the stadium on your desk is always a good time uh who doesn't want a stadium on their desk
3: when it was uh was it matt baker that put it on his floor and his his cats uh went on a tour of the stadium too (laughs) i
2: I think uh at least looking at looking at the data people haven't even really discovered that yet and we think
1: once they do it it's gonna get, it's gonna be a little bonkers. I do want to know: was that a real uh, set of data from Matt Baker's uh, phone the other oh, day, no, or was no. that you just giving him crap? No, but it's you, believable. That's why I was wondering. <laughs> People <laughs> that do tend to uh, click
2: on the live stadium camera tend to keep it on for a very long time. <laughs>
1: it's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, okay.
3: So, will the thing like the the VR experience, the AR experience, will that continue to develop as the stadium develops? So in real time what you can see in the AR experience is actually, you know, that's the bar that's right there. It's not just going to be a generic, Hey, there's a bar here. Um, but somebody can, can like right now we can throw the stadium on this table and we can zoom real close in and you yeah. can say, this is my favorite spot to stand. Cause it's five feet from this bar or this bathroom or, yeah. or whatever.
2: Yeah. And I, I think we're, we're still so early in AR, uh, as a, as a technology, um, but the ability to do uh, you know, to, ha- to have it be part of the wayfinding and directional experience of really like tell me where the nearest vegan restaurant is, um, like those types of things in stadium are super critical. So um, yeah, I-, I think it continues to evolve. And, and frankly, like it-, it is only the stadium right now because that's all we've really talked about. Um, as we start to talk about the surrounding district, we'll we'll, we'll add. And I think it's a great visual educator
1: absolutely absolutely you
3: know a a city could benefit from something like that you know as far as like tourism and visiting goes like if yeah like the arch grounds or something you know st louis throws up an ar you can see all around that that would be cool like the practicality of that outside of just hey this is a cool view of the stadium
1: ar arch (laughs) we uh in a in a grad program i did we talked about you know ar as a as a training tool and i always thought that would be you know one of the the coolest ways to use that is just literally, if you need to know how to work something, it just pops up and tells you how to work it. Um, all right. So then, um, going, this is the we, app question. We should just go from the top down. You just want to go from the top? Well, so I was, <laughs> yeah, and I, I there's mean, a couple that group together, so I was going to try and find those and group them, but yeah, go with, uh, Andy Haas's. Yeah. And it's kind of it's going
3: to all tie into not just the app, but I'm, I'm sure it's going to be one of those. Well, we've talked about that and it's on the roadmap for the app and we'll get there. Uh, but one of, the, one of the first things that we were asked was uh, expecting more Academy specific content on the app. Uh, you know, Andy specifically wanted the Academy schedule, which I also have a hard time keeping track of. Thankfully, you guys put it all on Twitter all the time. So I know who's playing and, uh, you know, there's a there's a live stream of the game somewhere. Uh but uh, so not just the academy schedule but one of the things that I know was brought up was academy content you know really connect us to
1: those kids or those uh which is interesting because on the, a week ago you got the exact opposite side of that I feel like which was this, this is silly guy saying leave the kids alone um, but you know there are it's it's a really fine line because I enjoy learning about who the kids are and you know I, I watch the the get to know a couple of the kids where, you know, they ask what, what's your favorite soccer or, you know favorite video game. And every one of them said FIFA. Cause of course they did. Um, <laughs> but you like that kind of stuff is fun. How do you, learning about those kids? And I, I don't honestly care what their favorite video game is, but I am interested in, you know, who they are as people and, and where, what they get excited about and those types of things. But getting into that, you know, stats and, and video streaming and those types of things. How does that continue to build and, and what can you do with that on the Academy side?
0: Yeah, we're, uh, there's, there's going to be a, a bunch of content coming out next week, which will, uh, which will move it forward from player profiles. We've, um, we've improved the player profiles, um, changed the framing a bit. Uh, we've got, now, now the kids. I feel so patronising calling them kids. <laughs> they're not kids. Uh, the young men have seen the stuff on the app. They're, they're, they they want to do it. You know, build, they they want to they they want to be on the app. So we've got a really good player profiles coming up. Um, we're starting to explore um, the talent next week. So there's uh, there'll be two videos going up that are super fun. We and you when you go to the training ground. They are so powerful, so fast, so skilled. And it's like, how do we um, bring that energy through um, in the app content? So we'll continue doing that, Um, we'll refine, we'll try new things um, and it will get better. Like we just dropped um, the highlights from um, the first home game. We're gonna see, it's a nine minute video across two of the games, but again, it gives you a, a bit of an understanding how they're playing. What we, what we try and do with the player content is it's, um, it's celebrating the collective. So it's not about the individual because that's part of the club philosophy. So you'll see a lot of videos with them all coming together. They all get on really well. You really feel the camaraderie. So that's how we're going to celebrate um, the academy players um, over the, the next few months. But you'll get to know them a little bit more with those player profiles because that seems to be a really popular video and we want to get into the the skills so you know when you watch that have you seen the highlights video yet mm-hmm. have you seen it it's like um it's, it's fresh up today um we've got somebody to to clip it um and you you can see that this football is going to be different and some of these kids i mean everybody that i've shown it who's you know loves soccer they're like wow some of these kids are going to be in the in the in the in the first team but um, they're so talented and you know we we just want to 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 make sure that we're always shining a light on on the team and the collective and making sure that you're all excited about what's gonna be in that first team come uh, 2023.
1: Absolutely, I mean, I've, I did not watch the Supercut today. I've been running my, my butt off today, but looking at some of the highlights that were on just on the internet, you see a kid that gets the ball with his back towards goal at the midfield and turns and drops it over somebody's shoulder in stride at 16 and you go, that's not right. Like that kid shouldn't be able to do that because we watched St. Louis FC and we watched grown professionals play the game that couldn't consistently do that on a, on a daily basis. And that's very impressive to me. And just the caliber of kid, again, kid, young men that you've brought in, um, is really impressive just seeing the little bit that i've seen is very very impressive so um i'm excited to hear more about that now i know baker specifically asked about like streaming and those types of things and i have no idea how the rights on any of that work is that something that's able to be streamed through the app or is that something that because of rights just isn't possible uh
2: it's it's a little bit of both you know streaming rights are um Changing and will continue to change uh, our our intent is you know for select games, um, especially the ones that we have control over, uh, most notably like the home games um, that will be streaming through the app.
1: Cool and we'll see how that evolves next year. Now home games for us are they always going to be the out in Creve core or is that something that oh we can't <laughs> we gotta we got check with Sam <laughs> um, yeah. Right, right now it is. Okay, yes. yes okay, yeah. so we may see something different than that in the future Correct, as, yeah. as we continue to move forward. Yep. Cool. 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 That's exciting.
3: This is, this is fun. The look of panic, shot straight
1: <laughs> over the shoulder, like, oh my god, can I say that? I do like the look to Sam and Sam's over there texting. He's like, what? What did I He's miss? What did me. I miss? He's <laughs> texting his boss. We're in oh, trouble. Yeah, we came back to the office tomorrow. Everything's going down. Everything mayday, mayday. <laughs> So uh, we're, we're
2: sitting on like fifty sensitive, secretive topics at any one moment, so I'm just making sure, like, what 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 uh, what we've said publicly and what we haven't. So,
1: absolutely. And I know, you know, we we understand there are things you can't say and and things that we're not important enough to say too. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, one day, uh, <laughs> but no, I
3: I think the the motivation behind answering that is you know, there's a lot of excitement around the academy teams right now. And if you're not at Creve Core Park, you're not going to be able to really immerse in that or really catch any of that until you get, you know, any of the long form content or the, mm-hmm. the super cut of the video. So, uh, you know, any sort of live, you know, or, or integrated, you know, streaming or, or, uh, like match day things or, or ticker or anything like that to, to use the app as a medium to connect. Like if I have something going on that I can't miss, but I would rather be at the Academy game, the app is the thing that I would look to to link me to that.
2: Yeah. And I'd say this is, this came up in a lot of the Twitter feedback um, of, you know, we're, we're obviously all very passionate about St. Louis and this feeling of togetherness and being there and being at the Academy game is great. But for those fans that actually don't live here, but are passionate about St. Louis, um, Streaming is vital to them. And, you know, even a week into the app, it's showing that like the amount of users that exist outside of the St. Louis region are using the app because this is their only window into the experience. So um, understandably, like streaming is a big part of that and we want to do it. It's just a matter of, you know, especially we the Academy travels to away games and we don't really control the infrastructure there. It's, It's just a little harder to make that promise.
1: Yeah, and I I completely understand that. Um, it's hard to do some of the things you can control, and I'm not speaking about you. I'm talking yeah, entirely no about me.
3: Uh, <laughs> since I'm so good at derailing anyone's train of thought in this uh, in this podcast, uh, so you're talking about people who aren't in St. Louis but want to stay connected to it. Uh, out of pure curiosity, you know, what's the reach of this app right now? Have you guys been able to pull that and just see? It's, I assume international.
2: It, it's been immense. Um, <clears throat> I won't, I won't state statistics. Um, We had some benchmarks that we had set of what, you know, users that we wanted to be in the app by this time next year. Um, Because this time next year is a totally different ethos. It is around ticketing and preparation for game day. And we're going to be focused like solely on like in stadium tech to power the game day experience. So by, by this time next year, we had benchmarks set and we hit them by Sunday so the amount of people that shared with friends and were sharing the jerseys and the badges created this you know viral effect where there's a lot a lot more people in the app than i think we anticipated um certainly in the first week of business so um it's it it's uh it's a bit daunting but uh also exciting you know was a lot the- of london in that yeah a lot of london, <laughs> lot of london good, boys yeah. good
3: wasn't well, is, is that the uh the mls thing right now right is everyone's got to be a global
1: brand it's got to be a global brand. We're in London, <laughs> so on the I, I'm interested on the Jersey thing. Was that something that came out of the uh, fan experience, or was that something that came out of uh, Pete's brain?
0: No, that didn't come out of my brain. <laughs> I uh, I was absolutely blown away by, uh, you know, it's a it was a cool function, but I, I thought the the badges will be the thing, and then I opened up my my Twitter feed, and it was just like shirt sure, shirt sure, shirt sure, shirt sure, shirt. Sure. It was. Uh, It was, it was unbelievable how many people were, were were using that. And it taught us that personalization is important to fans. So that's a nugget that then we can move forward with. And what's the next iteration of that? So, um, we learned something, I didn't expect it to blow up like it did. Um, Dare you. that was on a, that, that was a, that was a Matt thing. And, um, yeah, I, I, I eating humble pie on that, but it was, uh, it was great to see. It really was. Wait, you, you nailed it. Um,
3: you know, cause I, I mean, I, I accidentally stumbled on the app before I was supposed to, uh, but I was laying in bed and it came up and it said, Enter your name. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And now pick a number. I'm like, okay, cool. But then it, you know, it spins around with a flashy graphic and it shows up as like, bam, there's your name on a jersey. And we're we're laying in bed and the dogs are asleep and everything. And I'm like elbowing Kelly. I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Is this not like the coolest thing you've ever seen?
0: And she's like, oh my God, put the phone down. Like, you need to put the phone down, right? Now. We should talk about we should talk about that. We we published the app the night before because you know, Matt's got experience in this. And he's like, if we put it out at, uh, at 9 a.m. and it gets blocked, everyone's going to be annoyed. We uh, we put it out at like 6. And um, we were all trying to download it first in, in the office. I think um, Jonathan got it first, right? Yeah. Uh, the fans have discovered the app within fifteen minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it's been discovered. It's been discovered, and uh, so people have been looking for it all day. So it was just um, you know, the the soccer team is supposed to be relentless, and uh, some of the fans. Yes, yeah. it's, uh, right. it's it's great. Sick.
1: I mean, I don't I don't know if you well, I'm sure Pete specifically didn't win. You know, crests and those types of things were coming out, but we have professional researchers who who are fans of this club who will dig up. Yeah everything oh,
3: into the the trademarks uh patent filing construction permits like Absolutely anything you can think of to try to dig up any information on
1: this. Club. Sarah Robertson is the best private detective no one has ever hired. Uh, totally. And she is. I mean, she is incredible. I mean, I know that's what she does for a job. Yeah. So, also, shout out to her Photoshop skills. Oh, yeah. Sarah's is amazing. <laughs> it's fair. I think Sarah mostly the reason we have the see shirt meme, which uh, yeah. just delights me. <laughs>
2: just delights it me. Oh, well, I love it. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, you know what's funny is I'll, I'll wear that shirt into the office. And everyone's like, you wore that shirt last week. I'm like, no, I didn't. I did not wear that shirt last week. If you're on Twitter, you just think that I wore it last week. I, wore, I wear that shirt like once every three months, but it just, uh, in your psyche,
1: Any you feel pic- like it's more. Well, it's because every picture you're in, you're in that shirt in like 15 yeah, minutes. That's so.
0: right. People <laughs> right. in the office get a picture with him when he's wearing it now. Yeah. Oh,
1: I Sophie, were you in that shirt? So uh, to the to the jersey thing, though, that's I, I work in car sales, and being able to see yourself in something is huge that's that is all of car sales is getting you to see yourself in that thing seeing that car in your driveway seeing yourself in that car that that is 90% of car sales People think it's about price. It's not. It's how you feel when you sit down in the driver's seat. That's literally all that matters in car sales. If it's if it's anything, there are people who buy cars for utility, but ninety percent of the people, you want them to sit down. Was that your goal when you conceptualize like you need to see, you need to have people see that they are part of the club?
2: Yeah. And I think that, you know, that's part of, you know, the the digital personalization process. But, you know, I think the analogy we were trying to create there was like Again, the intent of where we're at in the process, we don't have any players that have their name on our jersey yet. So fans literally get to do it before they do. Um, and I think this is just apropos to you know, the process we're trying to create. So we thought that was neat.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I, it was, you know, for, especially for us, I think for, for people who, you know, we take a lot of pride or I take a lot of pride. I'm wearing my Luligan Jersey right now. Like I take a lot of pride in this Jersey because it's something that I've been a part of from when we were going to watch, you know, the lions and and St. Pete, you know, and it's, we've built something out of that. There's a lot of pride in some people probably buy this Jersey and think it's a neat shirt. But to me, this Jersey means something like it is, it is part of who I am. And so that, is an interesting part of it I, I liked that part of it so um i don't like to give credit credit for anything but uh that's i liked good, i liked you. that part this is monumental <laughs> <laughs> um let's ask i just going straight down the uh, line jim bellinger wanted to know that if the picture i posted was your new suit uh the davis uh, david s pumpkin suit uh oh, that's a fine suit yeah. yeah i
2: heard you can't get that anymore it's I,
1: like sold out i believe that i think yeah. uh I think that would be, uh, it would it would be a good one to get. I think I would wear it if I could find it, if they don't make that in fat guy sizes. So, um, let's see, well, I'm not going to ask the ticketing question, nobody really wants that. Um, you don't have to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it. Will the supporter section be accessible from the rest of the seating in the app? No. Um, because he, he wants to go sit in regular seats, but also wants to be able to walk over and see his friends. How, how connected is the stadium going to be movement wise? Like, how are you going to be able to move through that stadium? Are you going to be able to get everywhere? Or is it going to kind of be like the Cardinals where there are certain times where you get to a club section and, you know, you can't move it. I mean, you can go through it, I guess, but they get real angry about it. Um, How does that work out for this stadium?
2: Well, I mean, we, we will, we'll have, there are clubs in the stadium, but it was, um, you know, flow, uh, movement, accessibility, uh, you know, really important to our ownership group and the and the architecture team that's been building it. So, um, you can walk 360 degrees around the stadium at any time, um, which w- is super cool. Um, so, independent of clubs, you'll be able to really move about in a really efficient way. Um, and there's also just been a lot of thought put into, you know, what a you know what a next generation stadium looks like in terms of where food experiences go and and how you know order ahead experiences will work, um, in, in an efficient way. So there's obviously a lot more, um, to dive into on that, but in terms of just general flow throughout the stadium, like, yeah, it's, it's meant to be 360 degrees around.
1: I love that. I love it. And I think
3: that, you know, that stems from there are other, you know, soccer specific stadiums, uh, where if you're not part of the supporters group you can't get in this entrance and you can't go to these other places or if you are in the the sg and you you come in through this door the only place you can get is this bar this fan shop and this section
1: that's it i Uh, mean that's somewhat smart though i mean you want to kind of section us all from other people uh, no i I
3: totally i totally get it i totally get (laughs) uh but you know we saw it in uh toyota stadium or whatever credit union stadium bottom at the time, uh, there are people who want to be part of the the supporters group atmosphere, but maybe not for the full 90 minutes. I mean, admittedly, it's a lot. Uh, but for the people who want to, you know, be a part of that, but maybe don't for the whole game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the fan council we touched on, like maybe they have kids or, you know, on the list, of things talk about maybe they have a, a sensory thing, um, but they want to be able to be a part of that if it's available. Uh, you know, and so having that option, you know, versus being a very like tightly controlled, security-conscious area, uh, you know, is something that I know a number of people are going to be interested in. Mm. That's great
1: and you you said accessibility so even though we said we're going to go straight down this uh, I do want to jump to that because um, Audrey Metcalf um, asked on Twitter is there a plan for accessibility features to be added in the future um, ability to and this is a very app specific uh, the ability to turn off the autoplay um, and the a- flashing animated intro for people that flashing things are triggers or you know um, can, can be sensory overload is there a way to turn some of those things off?
2: So the, you know, the autoplay videos is, um, it, it, it does autoplay visually, but there, there's no, there's no autoplay of audio. Um, and so that was an important thing that was kind of flushed out in, in some of the testing as well, because it actually, it did autoplay some of the audio. Um, so we turned that off. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think, you know, preferences wise, that, that those are certainly things that, that we can add to the app once now that we've got a, a, a kind of a, a base level foundation into that.
1: Cool. Um, and that, that was a, another question that, that came up and it was in a conversation that kind of happened because of the, um, which, which supporters group Help me out, Sam.
3: Uh, the, sp- oh, spirit squadron. Yeah,
1: Spirit yeah, yeah. squadron. Mm-hmm. Sorry. See uh, names. Um, and we don't have to get real deep into that whole thing cause I'm sure Sam doesn't want us to do that. Um, but that whole, um, spirit squadron thing, um, with with the owners and and that type of thing and it came up with drums and we've had a couple people recently that have said well we just need to get the drums out we don't want drums at all and you know i made my snarky comment of you know why do you hate fun um but somebody brought up um the sense of you know sense of sensitivity to drums and noise and and those types of things is that something that and again it's not really app focused but is that something you guys are actively planning around is how to make the stadium accessible for everybody so everybody can have their the experience they need to have when they're at a soccer game
2: yeah and and i think you're referencing is is there, there's a balance like we, we intend on having a massively noisy stadium, um, but while also understanding that that's not for everyone. And when we say things like inclusivity, that um, there are a lot of elements of that and lot and a lot of considerations that we need to take. So um, you know, on the food side, it's being allergy conscious and having options for all. Um, on the family services side, it's it's having you know sensory inclusive rooms. So, you know, again, I I think as we dive into more content about the services and aspects of the stadium, um, there's a lot of um, opportunities to talk about that. But I I think that that's how we're approaching it is, um, you know, we want a noisy stadium, but we also understand that that's not for everybody. And so we need to make sure that we have services that are available.
1: Absolutely. And I know that's something that also got brought up with the flashing lights in Louisville. You know, mm-hmm. I detest that well, thing that, that soccer stadiums do that I'm sure will do. You know, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world until we had Jake uh,
3: on to kind of talk about the, the thieves, which is one of the mm-hmm. the, the out, community outreach uh, branch of the Lugans. Um, but ever since we've had that conversation, a lot of these things now, I, I have this perspective of, OK, but I mean, I'm the middle of the demographic that you could kick in the face, and I would still come to your soccer game. So, like, none of that's really going to apply to me. Uh, but, but to look at it from you know the flashing lights or the loud noises or the the smoke or something like that. Uh, so, you know, it's it, I think it's important that it's it's out there, but also important that that the app acts as the best medium, you know, for somebody to be able to real time like. Or this is too much i have to i have to get away and the app be that ticket or that clue to get there
1: yeah, or even great. given the ability to plan matt talks about planning your game day experience a lot if you know you're coming into the stadium and light sensitivity is tough for you or sound sensitivity is tough for you there should be a way i hope in that app where you go you know there's there's an accessibility section where you go and i I need these things to make my game day experience great. How do I get those things? And I'm sure you were able to, you know, accommodate that. It's just showing people where they can do that and how they can get to those things is part of what you're doing with the app, right?
2: Yeah. You know, it's even take food, like food, food um, that we've talked about before. Like for us, you know, if we have 50 places that serve food in the stadium, um, the idea and excitement that we get of discovering all 50 of these venues is great. But if you have a kid with nut allergies or, you know, they're gluten free, there's not 50, there's like maybe one. And so understanding like how and when to access that one venue is super important. Um, so planning your day around that is, um, you know, I think that's where the personalization of the app can serve up exactly what you need versus Rick versus Sam. And I I think that's, what's cool.
1: And am I wrong that at some point when we were signing up for the app, it asked you a whole bunch of those questions, right? Like it asked you, are you, you know, are you gluten free? Are you, you know, those types of things. So you are prepping for that already then.
2: Yeah, is is start to understand, you know, the preferences of the fan base that we can segment and personalize.
3: So, I mean, on the list of things that you probably can't tell us. uh, So I'm sure you've done some some quantified metrics and, and data mining into that. What are, you know, some of those top things that people chose? Like, I picked pets. I have three dogs. I'd love them to run around in city shit all day. We have the Purina scarf. I wrap them up in it for fun. Uh, but, you know, what What were those points that really people voiced interest? Or
2: It was across the board. But, I mean, you, you brought up pets, so I'll just touch on that one. You know, we talked about the these magnets of the club that if we can talk about food, art, architecture, culture, um, pets. These are things that really have nothing to do with soccer. Certainly there is overlap. But um, you know, to, to see the amount of people that selected that they were a pet lover tells us that we captured, uh, you know, a bit of fandom through the Purina release. And these people might not be educated about the game, but we've got an opportunity to do that. So um, it is interesting to see, you know, those three attributes that we made people select during the app registration, we can get really smart about how to tailor to those individual fan groups.
1: Can we get a, a soccer one-on-one video series that only uses dogs? Cause that would be great. We, the mixer. Sam, Sam's writing it down. I got it. <laughs> uh, I, just, I feel like that'd be great. Like if you could explain to me off but only use puppies, I'd be super excited about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> So going back to our questions, then uh, a A-A uh Aaron Mednick asked uh, any word on uh, whether supporter group specific content will be in the app. Uh, what are SGs doing on game day before, during, after uh, CDJ, those types of things. So is there any plan of integrating supporter culture and the things that are happening in the supporter game day into the app?
3: And that's, that's like acknowledging that that's a very tricky question. Yeah. Uh, you know, because, on both ends of the table, I think we want to maintain a very, very firm line between the club and the supporters groups so that we, you know, we remain independent, um, but there's still a relationship and, and it, it benefits both parties. Uh, but it's it's a good question. And it was brought up at, at the fan councils as well. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a number of different supporters groups that have game day activities that people may want you know, to plan around or to try to be a part of. Uh, so, so thoughts of of using the app as a way to,
2: I mean, it's, it's not up to us to create supporter group content. So, you know, and you all are using platforms already to make sure that communication happens in your groups. Uh, I think where, you know, there's potential, you know, gray area or a blurred line between it is, is again, in that element of discovery is I think we can use our platform to bring people out to a tailgate that just want to, be exposed to it or get into it. So I think we've got time to, to figure that out um, and would obviously, you know, look, look to, to you guys to help us, help us do that.
1: Yeah. And I don't think anybody was expecting you to create content for SGs, but um, <laughs> you know, there are what, 12 St. Louis city podcasts right now. I mean, there are, there are quite a few uh, people that are, if not solely, Talking about you, talking about supporter things. You obviously have the Luligans um, and us, but you also have Flyover Footy. You have St. Louis City Report. You have, um, I'm going to forget like five of these guys and they're all going to be angry at me. But, um, <laughs> Um, there's, gosh, what's the city? We got Lou boys SC there's, um, goodness. There's a whole bunch the of podcasts. stars
3: out there too. The St. Louis stars. I
1: don't yeah, think I don't there's know. a, maybe there's a uh, podcast with that, but yeah. So,
3: but one of the, so relating it to MLS, one of the things that was brought up, it, it was Minnesota United specifically, um, that they have a community mm-hmm. piece inside their app that talks about wonderwall talks about their section and talks about the dark clouds, the North elite, and just a couple of the more visible Groups. I don't know how to say that without, yeah. well, without think, sounding like, well, the like an Wall, elitist douche.
1: The Wonderwall is kind of like their collective, right? Yeah, yeah, Isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's mm-hmm. the larger umbrella under which everyone so, else falls. Yeah.
3: So it's not so much using the club to do the press. Like we're not going to try to like come in and strong arm Peter into to making some really cool Luligan thing on the app. Um, but not just yet. <laughs> but just using the app to take what what the supporters groups already have. and and just make it more visible to people who are coming in?
0: I think the the job that we've got to do is create structures and tools for the fans to create their own traditions. Um, And I think when awesome traditions are created, it becomes story worthy. So I think that that is probably how we would look at it. I think fan culture is, super fascinating it's interesting and uh for outsiders looking in like you 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 get involved you get into the wonderwall story and you're like man this is awesome why are they singing an oasis song all the way out here and it it draws you in and and our hope is that you're all going to create traditions that nobody expected that become iconic and make people want to pay attention to what you're doing um when we get to those moments then we can start telling stories about them That's the hope anyway. Yeah.
1: I love it. I love it. And I feel like, uh, you know, especially with the Luligans, we do enough that there will be something to cover and hopefully it will be worthy of, uh, of making something in there. What have we missed? Anything that we haven't really hit on this list so far that uh, I'm skipping over?
3: I think we've touched on most of it. There's a lot of ticketing things in here, which, you know, we'll defer to uh, my man, Caleb, uh, to reach out to people,
1: I won't say, I won't say individually or put his number or anything out there. So. <laughs> three, one, no, uh, he's not a three, one, four. He's from Birmingham. He's got, mm-hmm. he's got some funky. No, uh, well, he, he lived in Birmingham. Yeah. But, he's from yeah. Georgia. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, he's not from here and that's all that matters. <laughs> go, go very St. Louis. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think we've touched on,
3: touched on the questions that people have, uh, you know, and then definitely some that just kind of came up. Uh, but it's, you know, it's a great conversation because to a lot of people, this app came completely out of nowhere, uh, but has a lot of great content. And I know out of the gate, not everybody was ready to try to leverage it or interested in leveraging it or, or see what was out there. Uh, so this kind of insight, this behind the curtain, you know, hearing what you guys have. On the roadmap and, and seeing how quickly things came to fruition inside the app, uh, I think is, is huge. Uh, you know, just not just for the excitement, but for to kind of see the commitment that you guys have into to utilizing this moving forward.
2: Yeah, we're pumped. Again, it's it's the first step in a very long journey, um, and there's lots of stories to tell, um, and uh, we think they're worth telling. So it's it's uh, we think it's going to be really fun.
0: Yeah, and um, we are always. Watching, listening, putting things up on the board, deciding how to action off the off the back of it, and your point at the start: the if you want to see something, <laughs> like send us a tweet because it, you know, we are a we're a small team, but we get through a lot of stuff, and those comments uh, are paid attention to. And as you've seen from the fan council, if there's a good idea, we're going to make it. So, <laughs> um, you know, thank you to everybody that's contributed, um, even a tweet that you think we haven't seen. Trust me, we're we're here. we're all watching. And um, you know, it's it's great to see the passion around it and thank you for the nice comments about the app and the and the work that that we put in it.
1: So do we have much else? Are we kind of uh on on the end? Rick, you've been relatively quiet and I expected a little bit more vitriol from you. So uh, uh I like to not openly hate something I haven't tried yet. <laughs> I love it's that you keep, you keep getting these sideways digs that I'm <laughs> such a fan of. Like, yeah. I wish I could do them. <laughs> Man, I, did, I didn't wake
2: up today thinking I would get in an argument with Rick, but here we are. God, most most people don't.
1: Uh, Rick is a silent assassin. I've said it many times. I'll yeah. say it again. The man doesn't say anything until he's ready to take you down. He's a surgeon, man. He just he, he carefully
2: plans and waits for the opportunity.
1: Yeah, he's he's definitely that that sniper that kills the guy from like a mile and a half away when mm-hmm. he, the ammunition's only supposed to go a mile. I mean, like we were all locked inside for a year, and I still haven't watched Tiger King, so don't take it personally. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there You go. You know, they just announced a sequel to that. Yeah. You're going to have to get on this. That. gonna be a whole season behind. God, cause that's what we needed. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think we, uh, I think we covered everything. I think we got more than way more than I thought we were going to get. Uh, yeah, I have expected to, you know, see Sam diving across the table, like trying to, trying to shut Seaback back up or, <laughs> or, or, or Peter or somebody.
1: I, I think uh, we, 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 Tried to stay away from a lot of the super hard, uh, biting questions. I don't That's think, right. I don't think this one was, uh, that will will hit, will hit people next harder. Uh, yeah. but yeah, anything else you want to add any last minute pitch for, uh, for anything you're doing currently I mean, or just you've for always, you've always got a
3: shameless plug or a, no, a, no a, no biz, no a business no piece
1: no, that throw no, out I, there. L- let
2: me, I'll he, throw he, it back to you. Uh, he's going to
1: pull I, out I, a board here in a second <laughs> with some more pictures <laughs> on it.
2: I, uh, <laughs> The show is really good, guys. It really is. It's a good listen. I I like the focus of it. Um, You guys get deep in whatever topic you're talking about, whether it's songs and chants or March the Match. And um, it's really good. It really is a good show. And I, I enjoy listening.
1: Well, yeah. we appreciate right. you coming on um because uh this was uh, admittedly very uh, you you have a very tough week you've had, you've had a lot going on um and getting this arranged was uh a little daunting but we got it here and I feel like we had a really good episode I feel yeah. like we we got a lot out of it I feel like uh, we learned a little bit more about Pete which I think is exciting I think um no offense to Matt but you know you are you're a different um kind of a different caliber of guy because you're not from here. Matt is a local guy. Matt is is definitely somebody who grew, you know, kind of... From this scene, whereas you're somebody totally different, and, and I did stalk you after I met you. I went through and I'm like, oh, this dude's done Oreo, and you know, like, <laughs> you've done done some really, really huge campaigns. So I think that's that's really exciting that we have somebody of your caliber, um, because that's you know, like I said, we got stuck with Matt, but we got you. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
2: I appreciate the comments.
3: <laughs> so, uh, but no, no. In all seriousness, thank you guys very much for coming on. Um, this was awesome. This was was a killer time uh, thank you to schlafly for having us up uh, up here yeah we did the, we
1: did not give them nearly enough credit no schlafly, i i literally talked i sent an email yesterday at like noon and i'm like hey can we use your space at some time and then sent them one four hours later like hey can i have it tomorrow at six and to their credit john was like yeah man Tell me what you need. Tell me how to get here. There is literally nothing Schlafly has ever said no to. I don't think like yeah. those guys. From We literally have a thing called the Schlaffel um, because they gave us so much merchandise to give away during St. Louis FC. Um, We were able to sell red solo cups because of them for quite a while. Um, There's a lot of things that we've raised a ton of money, and it is very specifically because Schlafly has been such a good partner. So um, I apologize for not repping them more, um, but I had a cider while I was up here, and I drank that. I'm probably going to go get another one, um, but for real, though support Schlafly and support the people who have continued to support us. You know, there are lots of great organizations who have supported St. Louis soccer for a really long time. And this is one of them. And, and I just, I can't express enough how cool they've been for the events we've done here and everything else. They, they just go above and beyond for almost nothing. So, um, you know, I, I really do appreciate that. Uh, Sam, you want to take us out today?
3: Uh, yeah, let's do it. I had such a blast last time. <laughs> I know. Uh,
1: you I you did so good. I wanted to give you another shout this out. This
3: has been yet another very sort of exciting noise. Very
1: I am Sam. I'm Rick. And I am Zach. Uh, special thanks to Matt and Pete for coming out. And uh, we'll talk to you again later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. 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 Drink more
3: beer. your truck. This has been show up, make noise.
2: (laughs) Fuck off.